0: I have an ongoing where you help people go to the site and you can download the three steps of the only one right way to pay a medical bill, but that's perennial. It's just, I like folks to have that information.
1: Well, you know what? That's a perfect way to start. So good morning. Behind the story is really a little bit of story behind you, but we do have a very important topic and that's going bankrupt and losing money over medical bills, which I did not realize was such a big deal. And I will be honest, I went to the dentist the other day and they gave me some estimates. I have insurance, but my insurance covered next to nothing. I I looked, and I said, that's almost $10,000. Maybe I'll let those teeth break and fall out, but it's 30, 40, almost 50% of the people are heavily in debt. But before we get into that, can you give a little bit of a background about yourself?
0: Sure. So I'm Virgie Bright Ellington. I am a board-certified internal medicine physician and the principal of Crush Medical Debt. And I got here because I had been a board-certified internal medicine physician for years and more years than I'd like to admit. <laughs> and and uh, for 10 years, I was a, an executive with a very large private commercial health insurance company. But, and I, so I thought I knew everything, all things like medical bills, and and assumed like, you know, you're never supposed to assume, right? I assume like 99% of the American population that when provider and the provider billing department sends you a bill, that it's correct and that, you know, they're not, you're not going to be taken advantage of. Well, I didn't figure out that that's so not true until I became a patient and I got admitted to the hospital and my hospital roommate, I found out had been taken advantage of by the hospital billing department by tricking her into believing, basically Chuck intimidating her, bullying her into believing that she had to sign a document a financial agreement that she would pay the balance of what her insurance doesn't pay which I knew would leave her very modest you know, income family in debt for the rest of her life or worse.
1: You know, oftentimes, at least me, when you hear about these exorbitant amount of monies and people um, having debt with uh, medical bills, you always think it's the doctor's fault, but yeah, it doesn't really sound like that's the case.
0: No, sir. So you, you hit it right on the head. So, The overwhelming majority of the, oh, just to cut to the chase, the US healthcare system is run by for-profit, publicly traded, private commercial health insurance companies. And they run things. How does it go? He who has the gold makes the rules. And most physicians now, more than half physicians, uh, physicians in this country are employees of health systems of large hospital systems or medical systems? So even, even in cases where you have the old-fashioned, you know, solo practitioner, maybe a small group practice, in, in those cases, yeah, sure, the billing department is not quite as separate as it is with the big, huge medical centers and hospitals, but large groups, hospital centers, medical centers, the billing department is so far removed from the physicians. The physicians have no clue what's going on. They're just employees, just like the nurses, like everybody else. They're just trying to, you know, we're just trying to provide the best care and take care of folks as much as possible. And we're clueless that there's anything going on, the billing department that's inappropriate. So the other thing is, is that in order to keep the lights on, many hospital facilities, even those that are nonprofit, which is most of the the facilities in this country, 65% of the hospitals in this country, medical facility centers are nonprofit. I don't call them nonprofit anymore. I call them tax exempt because they apply the same unfortunate tricks and, uh, just, just just, basically tricks that the for-profit facilities do, unfortunately. And it, it doesn't have to be that way. And it, it, we need to learn how to protect ourselves. It shouldn't be that way and it doesn't have to be that way. But yes, it's not the docs, the long answer to your question, Chuck. It's the facilities. And most often, private equity getting involved with healthcare, buying the facilities and hiring physicians.
1: So... You are a proud author and you have a book. Could you give us the title and where folks can go and see and learn about it? I can
0: tell you. And and when you look for it, you'll know that you're in the right place because it's bright yellow with red and it has a wrecking ball saying you're going to crush this medical debt. So the ball has debt and you're just going to crush it. So the book is called, I call it Crush Medical Debt. What your doctor wants you to know to crush medical debt. And you can find it at crushmedicaldebt.com and anywhere that you like to buy your books, anywhere books are sold online. If you don't want to, there are some, (laughs) I have many friends and family members who don't want to support a very large online marketplace where we normally now buy books. For the last 20 years, plus years. And that's okay. You can go to Barnes and Noble's in the actual store and they will order it for you for free for no charge. And they'll have it shipped to you, no additional charge and have it shipped to the store if you'd like to pick it up. So we call the book Crush Medical Debt for short.
1: Okay. And it's true that we need to learn how to crush medical debt. And your book goes through multiple steps on how to do that, correct? No,
0: Chuck, it's not multiple steps. That sounds really complicated and scary. No, only three steps. There's only three steps, simple steps of the only right way to pay a medical bill. And just applying these three steps to each and every single bill that you get, medical bill that you get, you may, save your, you may save your financial life and, and that of your loved ones. Hundreds, literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. So the three steps are, the first step is when you get a bill in the mail, I don't call it a bill anymore because I'm realizing doing this work that they're actually statements. They're not real bills. A real bill, something that has CPT codes. CPT codes are like, or to medical services, like what barcodes are to products in a store. So you go into a store, let's say that your favorite water brand is, you know, Evian, and you go in, you're like, you know what, I'm really thirsty today. I usually I get the eight ounce bottle, but today I'm going to get the, the bigger bottle, which happens to be 16 ounce. going to take that product and you run it, take the barcode on every product, you run it through the scanner And what happens is two things pop up, a brief description, you know, generally of the product and two, what that particular provider, retailer, in this case, is charging for that product. So if you take that same exact barcode and take it to, you know, go into another store and you run it through that 16 ounce, that provider, retailer, in this case, may charge more or less, depending. Same thing with medical services. Every single medical service in the United States you can think of, check ER visit, office visits, physical therapy visits, lab, every lab test you can imagine, every operation, each of them has a specific CPT code. So if you get a statement in the mail, I call it a statement instead of a bill because I just think it's just fantasy with the work I do. 9 I'd say 99 times out of 100, the first bill you get, Not a real bill because it doesn't have CPT codes. If it doesn't have CPT across the top, you're going to usually underneath they have this big, you know, number and underneath there they'll say something like, if you have any questions or need help wanting to make payment plans for this bill, call this number, call our billing department or patient accounts. You're going to call that number and you're going to ask for a bill with CPT codes. So I usually don't worry about what CPT stands for, because I know lots of people that have been in the industry for years, and they can't remember what it stands for. It's a long convoluted term. I had a, I was talking to a radio host not too long ago, and he says, we should call it can't pay this. That's what (laughs) CPT should stand for, (laughs) can't pay this. So anyway, so step one, you're calling the office, the billing department or patient accounts department asking for a bill with C CPT codes. Then step two, you're going to take that bill. Once you get it with CPT codes, which is five digits, usually five numbers. Sometimes it'll start with a letter. So you're going to take each of those codes and you're going to Google what that code is. You're going to put CPT code, let's say 99213, which is a type of outpatient office visit. And what pops up is a description. And you're going to make sure that that sounds vaguely like the care that you think you received, that you're making sure you're not getting double billed, that kind of thing, or, or, you know, worse charge for something, you know, you didn't, you know, receive, you know, let's say that, you know, you went in for, you know, a, a hysterectomy and you got billed for a hysterectomy and a myomectomy, which is a fancy name where they just take a polyp from inside the uterus. If you're taking out the whole uterus, there's no reason just to take out a polyp on the inside, right? So just making sure it just sounds like the services that you received, that you believe you received. And two, while you're Googling, Chuck, you're going to Google what Medicare pays for that service. The Medicare rate is the base rate that the federal government pays for that medical service or each medical service. And if you're paying anything above Medicare rate which is usually your billed 300 to 500% more than what Medicare pays for the exact same service unfortunately up to 1000 or 2000% more yeah yeah it's 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 unfortunate but real and and com- way way too common You're going to say, okay, well, yeah, for my hernia repair, I got charged ten thousand, but it looks like Medicare only pays three thousand dollars for the exact same service. So you're going to take that information, total up the CPT codes of what you received, and step three, you're going to call back the billing department, the patient accounts department, and say, you know what, I got this bill. I've researched my case, and from what I can see, even though I was billed ten thousand. What I can pay, what I'm willing and able to pay, is three thousand dollars, but I can't pay that all at once. Can you help me with one an interest free, two payment plan that's within my budget? Now, Chuck, I, I I'm very very I feel very strongly that you have to stay with what's in your budget. For instance, you might say, "Oh my gosh." I had this emergency hernia repair surgery. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I can't afford $3,000. I have barely, I can barely come up with $50 or $100 a month. Well, you know, the billing department representative, they've been trained to push back and say, well, you know, if if you only pay us $50 or $100 a month, it'll take us forever to get our money. Do not let them, don't let them push back. Keep pushing back, stand firm with what you can afford because, you know, there's a saying, a little bit of something is better than all of nothing. Mm-hmm. They know, the, the the facilities know that it's much, much cheaper to agree to a payment plan, even if it takes five, seven, 10 years, than potentially getting nothing, having to chase you for whatever pennies and a dollar they can get and sell it to collections. So that's why the facilities will agree to a payment plan, even if you think, oh, my gosh, it's just a fraction of what they billed me, and I can only do these tiny monthly payments.
1: I do have a question, I don't, and I know it's outside of your realm, I, at least I think, but mm-hmm. nowadays, those three numbers from credit is so important in America, and is this – Do people have to worry about that stuff thinking, well, you know, is it going to ruin my credit? You know, I'm at a 640. I don't want to go to a 400. I'm trying to get up to an 800, that kind of thing. Right.
0: Yeah. Trying to get that perfect 850 score. Mm -hmm. That's an awesome question, Chuck. Thank you for asking it. So this is the thing. When you make a payment plan with a medical facility, a hospital, it does not show up on your credit report it doesn't show up in your credit report. So that is one less creditor you have that can ding your score. So it's hugely important. The other thing that brings me to why I really want to make sure that you make a payment plan directly with the hospital and do not never, ever put any medical bills on your credit card. Because there's a couple of things that happens. Once you do, you completely wipe away special protections that medical debt has in this country compared to regular consumer debt. Also, you know, if something happens, you can't pay that all off at the end of the month, the interest rates can, you know, make it just double, you know, in no time flat. And then your credit score really will get dinged. So there are multiple reasons. There's even special... Credit cards are called medical credit cards that many banks now have and some hospital facilities have, and they'll say, well, you know, put it on this medical credit card and you get 0% interest for two years. Well, if I'm only paying 50 or hundred dollars on a $3,000 bill, I'm going to need longer than two years to pay it off. And the interest rate will, will be significant. And again, if I don't pay it, if something happens, it automatically will ding your credit score.
1: Wow. Here's another one, because earlier on I mentioned I went to the dentist. Does this go for dental office, dental visits as well? Because I know that they can be very expensive, and a lot of people go for dental care because your teeth, your mouth is a lot of health for your whole body.
0: (laughs) Right. It's an, an indicator of your whole body for many reasons and many ways. And so the CPT codes for dental care usually starts with a D, but yes, ask for a bill with CPT codes, especially if you're paying out of pocket or your insurance doesn't pay for all of it. If there's an issue, then you definitely want to get asked for a bill with CPT codes, meaning the codes, the bill with codes that they send your insurance company. Frankly, You know, I I don't want to go down a tangent of you know talking about politics and you know conspiracy theories and them and they, but you know, Chuck, there's a reason why hospital facilities, you know, dental practices, may you know any medical providers will send a bill with no CPT codes. Why would they send a bill with no CPT codes to you, the patient? And that's not the bill that they send the insurance companies. If you sent I, have, I laugh so I don't cry. But seriously, if you tried to send a statement, I'm going to call it a bill, but let's just say they put bill on it and it has no CPT codes on it to the insurance companies, they'll be like, you know, what is this piece? Why are you wasting our time? This is, this is a worthless piece of paper. They will, no insurance company is going to pay any claim, which is a fancy name for bills sent to the insurance company, invoice sent to the insurance company. They're not going to pay anything that doesn't have CPT codes on it. That's not a bill. So why would providers, in my experience, unfortunately, nine times out of 10, or I'd even say maybe even 99 times out of 100, why do they send the patient a separate, a different statement, quote unquote, bill than what they send the insurance company, meaning something without CPT codes? Why? Because it works. It tricks us 99% of the time into believing that is a real bill.
1: Wow, that's pretty amazing. The first thing that popped up in my head is getting tickets, well, our car tickets, th- things like that, to moving violations and, or the RCWs. Uh, and I bring this up because I, in my youth, I got a ticket. And I don't know why, looked up the an RCW, and this was a while ago, so there was not the internet where I could go on. And it said a stationary sign, six feet by four feet. I'm thinking what? It was a for sale sign in my car and I was driving as cruising, but so that's what they put for the, for the code. And of course I'd go to court and I go, this is not, I I didn't have a six foot sign in my car. What are you doing?
0: Exactly. This didn't happen. This is not, this is incorrect. This is a a billing mistake and you know, a charging mistake, a, Mm -hmm. a ticketing mistake. Same. That's a great analogy, Chuck. Same exact thing. Yep.
1: I am amazed and dumbfounded because now that you mentioned the CPT code, can't pay this code. I, I, I have noticed on some of my statements, bills, a barcode at the bottom. And I've never looked to see if it says CPT, but I'm going to do that now on a couple of my bills. Take a look.
0: I don't know if that's a barcode for, it's not related to your invoice. It may oh. be actually related to where the mail is coming from.
1: It's on the, going so to. the CPT, would it be on the actual the statement CPT down would at the, the bottom? The top.
0: Oh, that's, thank you for asking Chuck. Okay. So the CPT would be at the top. Um, sometimes it'll say CPT slash HCPCS, whatever, but just make sure it says that HICS-PICS is a, a type of a special type of CPT code. So it needs to say CPT slash HixPix or CPT or CPT code. At minimum, you need to see the three letters CPT across the top. And on the left, you're going to see like a brief description maybe of what the CPT code is and or a brief description of the service that that you are being charged for affiliated with that CPT code. It may not be the exact wording of the CPT code if you Google it. Often it is, but if it doesn't have CPT at the top and then when it runs down the side five digits you know, just to have uh, give you an example. Uh, Let's say that uh, I went to the ER and I had to have, you know, a level five intervention. It's going to say on the left, you know, ER level five and on the top right, it'll say CPT, and then underneath, next to the description, it'll say something like 99223 or something, and that's not the correct code. If anybody knows coding, don't call me up or don't say that's wrong. I'm just giving an example on the top of my head, (laughs) but that's what you're looking for. If if you don't see three letters CPT across the top or they start listing the charges, then it's not a real bill. Call and ask for a real bill. Wow.
1: Okay, that again. That I'm speechless, really, on that. So you know, we're also saying that so many Americans are in debt for medical. Or I've seen from thirty percent up to you know fifty percent. Now, when we say in debt, that doesn't have to mean that you're ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand. It could be a thousand. It could, for some people, mean as little as five hundred. Right.
0: It was $758, I think, in one study. There's tons of studies looking at this, but the average bill might be $758. So, But if the average American, and this is the number that keeps coming up over the years, unfortunately, it hasn't changed recently. If study, There's the studies that show the average American cannot come up with $400 in case of an emergency, then they're already in debt, right? There you go.
1: I'm going to first say, you guys out there watching and listening, better save some money. But your book and your information is going to be invaluable. I mean, er, er, I would have to guess 90% of Americans out there go to the doctors, whether it's a dentist, dental office, or a hospital. We have unforeseen emergencies. You know, you could wake up one morning and your back is hurting, or you, you've got this terrible headache or whatever it might be.
0: God forbid, you know, things happen. You get sick, you get an a contagious disease and have complications like we've seen in the past two years, right? God forbid. So yes, this is why most Americans, even with fabulous insurance are just one accident, just an unfortunate car accident You're on your bike, you get hit by a car or in a car accident, you get rear-ended or something, or you rear-end somebody or illness, serious illness, a complication from COVID or from another virus, maybe a routine, you know, not routine, but you know, the old days, we thought it was just, you know, regular influenza infection. What if you get complications and you develop a bronchitis or God forbid a pneumonia, you know, the differences with summer debt and medical debt, Chuck, is that, you know, we're human and none of us chose to be sick or get injured. Right. And this isn't something that we have control over, which is why the U.S. government is trying to disconnect medical bills from consumer debt or medical debt from consumer debt and student debt, because we have zero choice and no one wants to get sick or injured.
1: I know one of the takeaways I'm going to do with this is I'm not laying out my credit card to pay that bill at the when I'm signing out. I will ask them to please send me a statement <laughs> Send no gosh
0: no I'm so going. no you just broke my heart oh no you this whole time you asked for a statement no I want a bill
1: bill oh a bill yeah bill. that's right change it's a bill bill you know what? yeah I'm, I'm,
0: gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you off the hook <laughs> you can say statement as long as you say I want a statement with CPT codes I don't care what you call it I want a piece of paper I want a statement I want a bill I want something with CPT codes. As long I want as a bill. CPT codes, I'll be happy.
1: <laughs> I want a bill. <laughs> no, don't say
0: I want a bill. Just say I want something with CPT codes. <laughs> will,
1: will the, will the general person at the front counter when you're checking out really understand that? If you say, Well, you're not going to
0: gonna get it. it. Oh, thank you for asking that. not you're you're not going to get it checking out of the hospital or checking out of the ER. It's going to come in the mail later because think about it, you don't know what services and the system doesn't know, the accounting system, computers don't know what services you've received yet. And if you have insurance, your insurance has to be sent the bill and you're not going to pay anything until the insurance issues have been worked out. So make sure when you get your bill with CPT codes, that if you have insurance, you also see what insurance paid for those codes for those services. you know, please, gosh, you know that's what got me on this journey was you know my heart was broken. I was actually the time I was in when my roommate hospital roommate told me the story about where she. Before she left the hospital, their last visit, she was telling me she'd been in for a week, a year prior, and she was really worried about this bill because she was in the hospital for a week again. And she said, yeah, on um, the day that I was being discharged, a representative from the hospital billing department came in and said, before I can leave, I had to sign this agreement that I would pay whatever my insurance doesn't pay. Wow. I tell you, Chuck, that's exactly what happened. The curtain dropped. I saw red. And I, you know, I, I was enraged because I knew that she had been tricked, taken advantage, advantage of. You know, the average American doesn't know our rights when it comes to medical bills and medical wow. care. And I thought, you know what, Virgie? Don't get angry. Get to getting. Do something. And that's how Crush Medical Debt was born.
1: You heard it, Crush Medical Debt. And you could go to your favorite place where you buy everything. You could Google you know, Dr. Virgie's book, Fresh Medical, Dad, Dr. Fresh medical
0: Debt, Dr. Virgie.
1: Freshmedicaldebt.com. Yep. So, please, find it there, too. Definitely do that because I, I am truly going to start looking into this. And then I'm not going to extend this anymore, but I'm going to throw this out there because we do have a hard stop and we want to make sure everything's good. Pet insurance. Gosh, I wonder if that's going to work the same way because, Dr. Virgie, I'm one of those crazy guys. This current dog. That I have now? I do have a hundred thousand dollar insurance on him.
0: There you go. There you go. And that's one thing I tell folks all the time. I have many, many models and many rules, Chuck, but one of them is the please don't do the number one thing that folks in their 20s and 30s and can do when it comes to your medical and your, your, your life, which can destroy your financial future forever. And that's going without health insurance. We think we're young and beautiful and healthy. I bike, I do all these things. I'm awesome. Yeah. You can still get in an accident, get injured and, or be diagnosed out of, yes, it's rare, but you could, it can happen. You don't want to gamble on your financial future,
1: Uh, get insurance. One minute answer for me. One minute. So if you have an elderly parent and we talk about hepa laws and things like that would this be a perfect time for you to make sure that you are signed on these forms so you can actually help your parent or whoever and then call on behalf of them is that absolutely a good thought? okay
0: yes thank you for bringing that up and i'm going to talk about two parts of that If you're getting any kind of pushback whatsoever when you do the first step of the three steps of the only right way to pay a medical bill, meaning when you call and you ask for a bill, I need a statement, I need a statement or a bill with real, with CPT codes, you're going to say as per HIPAA law. Things change when you use as per HIPAA law. So you're going to say quote. CPT codes with CPT codes as per HIPAA law. And that's because there's no facility medical center system in the country that wants to catch a case of violating HIPAA civil rights. So you're going to start there. Thank you for bringing that up. The other thing is, yes, when it comes to our loved ones, if they're over 18, so our kids go off to college. Right. Our parents, you know, as they get older, they're, they're going to need our, our help and they are going to incur more interactions with the medical system. You're going to say, yes, I'm going to ask for a power of attorney while you're young, ha- while they're young and, and before something happens. And meaning when I say young, young enough you know, before they really, really get sick, you know, things are happening, you know, while you're able to mom or dad, and you know, I'm going to tell my kids when they go off to college, I, I need you to sign a power of attorney with your healthcare as your healthcare proxy. And also that will say that I'm agreeing that you're going to agree to let me be your healthcare proxy. And therefore the HIPAA, the covered getting information by HIPAA, but you're going to have to show a POA, a power of attorney.
1: I thank you very much on, on the information that you've provided in the book that you've put together. It's
0: my honor, my blessing and my privilege. And I feel like this is why it was, you know, all the things I've gone through in life was meant to, to do this and to make sure that this changes that, you know, there's no reason why America's number one cause of debt, stress and bankruptcy is medical bills. It's just outrageous. And Unfortunately, you can't change the system. That's another story for another show, <laughs> but we can protect ourselves. We can arm ourselves with knowledge and learn our rights and, and it shouldn't have to be this way. And it, it doesn't have to be this way and we
1: can change. Dr. Virgie, thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Oh my gosh. Thanks for having me, Chuck. Much appreciate it.
1: You're welcome.